Welcome to the Top 8 Movies Podcast, presented by Top 8 Media. Every week we share top 8 lists from movie lovers across the globe. We also dive into actors and actresses' top 8 movies according to IMDb scores. And hear many reviews from our resident film reviewer, Mike Morgan, as he reflects on his top 8 films of each of the last 34 years. We have special edition top 8 lists on more specific topics from the movie industry. Send us your top 8 list to be read out on future episodes. Just DM us on Instagram at top underscore 8 underscore media. Thanks for tuning in and let's crack on with the show. Welcome back everybody to Top 8 Movies. I am Owen Morgan and I'm sat down with my co-host Jessica Rose Johnson and we're going to make our way through Tom Hanks's films in this episode, his top eight according to IMDb scores. But firstly, uh, welcome back, Jessica Rose. How are things? And more importantly, have you watched any films since the last episode? It's okay if you haven't, I'm going to ask. Well, things are going better. It is easier to watch movies. I'm now home after living in the hospital for almost five months with my husband. That's what made it tricky to watch some of these is Wi-Fi is not the best in hospitals, but I have actually watched a few purposeful, like, yes, I am going to watch this movie we talked about, and a few on accident where I'm like, oh, hey, this is the movie that we were just talking about. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I feel the pressure now to, that I must watch something that's like, how have I not seen that? I have the pressure, but then sometimes I just want to watch like something I've already seen before just for fun on my day off. So I don't know how you, you like that. I feel a little bit under pressure. A little bit where I'm like, oh, like I, I, apparently I need to watch more movies, especially when we get to a list where I'm like, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I haven't heard of it. I haven't heard of it. I feel like I'm almost judging myself as a movie lover. How have I not heard this? How have I not seen this? So, and it's exciting because some of these movies, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds like such a great story. I want to watch it. I want to hear the story. I got to know the end. It's quite nice, though, isn't it? Because normally you'd be like browsing Amazon or Netflix or Disney or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, I'm not sure. Whereas now you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe that was out 10 years ago and I haven't seen it. And then you watch it. It's amazing. So it's actually making my life slightly easier, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, I need but- to actually start a physical list. I have like a mental list. And I'm like, no, I just need to start a physical list. That way, when it's movie watching time, I'm like, we're just going to go to the list and pick one off the list. Yeah, so true. And I think that's when we do our, our own top eights, you and me. It's going to be so much easier because we've clearly seen them. So that's one episode we have to worry about. So uh, that's good. But today, I think the Tom Hanks ones, I was looking at the list. I think I've pretty much seen all of them. So I'm quite excited for that today. But to let people know, this week I've watched, um, I rewatched The Mechanic with Jason Statham. I just need some Statham action. It's the first one I saw. And it's pretty good, The Mechanic. Everyone wants to check it out. And then I watched Inglorious Bastards after we did our brad pitt episode because i thought oh my god that was so good went back watched it absolutely loved it again everyone in it is fantastic i like the ensembleness of it and the different stories are told through the tarantino style so i just want to give inglorious bastard some love because it's um it's brilliant it's a genius film and uh what, what have you watched you said you watched a few things could you share a few titles so i definitely i watched the departed so that's one that i hadn't seen all the way through So I have officially, I can say, I have seen that movie all the way through from start to finish. And then I 
I watched Supernova. I could not watch Supernova after hearing this story. I was just like, I'm going to have to watch this. So my husband was awake for the first little bit and I was joking with him. And then he fell asleep and I just like happily cried myself through the rest of the movie. <laughs> it was so good. And then Slumdog Millionaire, I did my homework. So watched that one too. And man, there was a couple others that I was like, this is on the list, but I didn't, the other ones that I watched, I didn't watch them all the way through, like from start to finish. Like I did those three. So I think those are like honorable mentions of my movie watching this past week because I watched them from start to finish. Yeah, I think I've got a few films I need to finish. I get a little bit excited on a half a day off or half an hour off. You're like, oh God, no, I haven't finished it. I'm watching something else. I think the ADHD part of my brain does that anyway. But uh, but yeah, in the next episode, episode 10, our sort of celebration we won, when I do my top eight um, films of with just one actor, we're both going to review our homework that was set by the audience. So um, your Slumdog Millionaire and my Doom. So check out for the next episode, guys. That's not for today. But let's have a look at a few little polls. So on Instagram, everybody, um, we do a daily poll. Maybe sometimes there's two polls a day. Um, and you pick from four different films. And then we take a percentage at the end and we see who wins. Really, really fun. It's about 10 to 15 people on average are voting on it now. So head on over at top underscore eight underscore media. So let's do two polls now and then two polls at the end. So our first one was which Marvel hero would win? Who would, you know, in a kick butt fatal four way, who would win out? Even though they're all good guys and to stay together. We've got Captain America. we got Thor. we got Black Panther and Captain Marvel. The reason I put Captain Marvel in, obviously, because you've got three guys and a girl, is because she clearly has way more powers than anybody else. She has the most hardcore powers. Logically, she would just be everyone. But I wanted to see what everyone thought. So let's take a look. So in fourth place is Black Panther with 0%, which was heartbreaking because he's amazing. So that's wow. very, very sad. Um, joint second or joint third. We've got Captain America and Captain Marvel hanging out together. And in first place, we have Thor with 40%, which I'm surprised by. I think Thor and Captain America, Thor's got the hammer. He's insanely strong. But mm, Captain America, I don't know what are your thoughts. I, I, Thor, I get it, but surely Captain America could, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's a tough call because they're all really good in their own. I think I I voted for Thor just because I think I like the Thor movies better, honestly. Not because I thought that he had the most brutal strength. Um, I'm kind of surprised that nobody voted for Black Panther. He's also got some killer strength and the technology. I mean, each of them have their own unique skill set and advantages. So it's very interesting. I Yeah, I'm... Very interested by it for sure. I think the um the films themselves probably influence people's decisions, don't they? Uh, because they just remember the film they like, so kind of makes sense. And the next poll we had was weather-related disaster movies, because um, sometimes they can. I really enjoy those time to time, so thought I'd do one. So it was Day After Tomorrow, Twister, The Perfect Storm, and The Impossible. Um, not probably anyone knew about The Impossible. I asked around, and that's a, like a tsunami one with you, McGregor and his family. It's it's amazing. It doesn't get anyone near enough credit. But let's take a look at results. So 0% was Perfect Storm, which was very sad. because That's a good movie. In, where are we? In, yeah, second place was The Impossible. 
And then uh, second place was Doubt Tomorrow with 29%. And Twister wins out at 57%. What the hell? Um, so clearly everybody loves tornadoes. Your thoughts? <laughs> so I live in Tornado Alley. I'm actually living in a house that had to be rebuilt from a tornado. So, And it was filmed here in Oklahoma. And spoiler, there may or may not be another Twister type movie coming out soon that was also filmed here in Oklahoma. So it's a classic here. There's a lot of fun stuff because um, last year they did, we can watch like a movie, they did little blow up things and a big outdoor movie in the park. And they did Twister at the start of storm season. So it was like, let's celebrate it. And they'll do it at the, the water park where you can like be on the little loungers and watch Twister. So we're, we're crazy about it too, even though we're the state that gets affected by him the most. So eh, it's a, it's a good movie and it does, it's, it's, it's real. So it's, it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. It's probably the most relatable thing, especially if you're in the States, it's the most relatable of all those stories we just said, you know, death tomorrow is unlikely to happen in our lifetime. So, you know, perfect storm. Not many of us are on a boat are we in the middle of the sea. So I think twist is most relatable. Perhaps maybe that's it. Um, we need to be able to be able to picture ourselves sometimes, don't we, in the things that we're watching? But um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, thank, thank everybody for voting on that. That was really, really cool. So we've got two more later on. So stick around. But let's dive into Tom Hanks's list then. So we all know that he's does an insane amount of films, and he's been around a very long time, and is I think a complete legend. And looking at this top eight, what an amazing set of films! I watched all the trailers today and thought, holy shit, there is some really good stuff here. So um, I just want to give him some love for that. So let's start with number eight, which is Philadelphia, rated 7.7 .7 on IMDb, and it opened up in 1993, directed by Jonathan Dim, Dim, Dim. Uh, starring Tom Hanks, obviously, Denzel Washington, and Roberta Maxwell. The storyline: young lawyer Andrew Beckett fears his career will end with his HIV status, exposes his homosexuality and his firing from a powerful Philadelphia law firm. So he is drawn to respected lawyer Joe Miller to help him sue his firm for unfair dismissal, a powerful breakthrough film in its day. So yeah, I, I watched the trailer today and I forgot. Yeah, of course, it was like mostly courtroom stuff and just a classic sort of, yeah, in part of a law firm and in the courtrooms and stuff like that. And um, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but I think it's great, I think, from what I remember. And Denzel's amazing anyway, isn't he? So, yeah, what are your thoughts? Have you seen this one? I don't even know if I've heard of this one before, honestly. I also, this is probably going to be one on the top of Denzel's top eights. Then again, Denzel Washington's another great one who's going to have a laundry list of movies that he was amazing in. So, yeah, these two really great actors and the story itself. I mean, whew, it just, even if you just watch the trailer, anyone who's listening to this, if you don't want to commit to watching the full movie, that's fine. If you watch the trailer alone, holy smokes, just the trailer got me where I'm like, holy, they like, I'm going to say it, whatever. They basically treat him like he's a leper. You know, like, oh, he's got leprosy or something. He's contagious. Don't touch him. Don't be around him. And it's like, is that, did we really do that? Or did humans really act that way to other humans? But I guess we do. We, we do that with tons of things that we don't know and we don't understand and we fear. And it's just, oh, it was just watching the trailer it was even heartbreaking just as like a human watching how another human being was being treated. Just 
mind boggling. So this will definitely go on the list. I will happily watch this one because I don't, I don't think I'd even heard of it until this moment. So. Yeah. At the time, you know, you talk, you talk in 1993, you know, and with the AIDS um, epidemic and stuff in and around, I think it was at late eighties, 80, I think it was eighties, wasn't it? It must've been like, Whoa, what the hell? They're making a film about HIV. So it, and with like major stars, it must've been like politically just like, wow. And also really cool that they're doing that. So I think, I think it's iconic for its time because of when it came out. Um, I think if you can time your films just right and you have a political message, that's when actually films can make a real difference, um, which is just so special. Isn't it? It's not just some silly thing you do for fun on the side. You can actually learn and be part of something really powerful um, in history. So, um, yeah, yeah, so, so powerful. Definitely. All right. Well, done to that one. So in seventh place is Apollo 13, also rated 7.7. .7. The reason it's higher is because it had more votes per thousand. So that's why. And it opened in 1995, directed by Ron Howard, alongside Bill Paxson and Kevin Bacon. Uh, NASA must devise a strategy to return Apollo 13 to Earth safely after the spacecraft undergoes massive internal damage, putting the lives of three astronauts on board in severe jeopardy. A very tense but effective movie. That's a line from my dad at the end, as we always say. These aren't lines from IMDb. These are clearly added in. And I appreciate you, Dad, because I know you listen to the show for doing that because it adds a bit of flair, which I love. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be having hundreds of space films coming up in the next hundred episodes. And this is just, just one of them. Um, and I watched a trailer back and, and yeah, I, I have seen it, but I'm like, oh, wow, this looks quite good. As if I hadn't seen it because it's been so long. Um, but I mean, as space films go, I guess of its time as well, 1995, it must have been pretty mind blowing for people. We're, we're used to it now. But I think it probably deserves credit. What a really, really interesting, cool story. And and yeah, what a lineup too. Kevin Bacon there, I'm happy. So yeah, what are your thoughts? So I think that it's, the, the trailer alone is very dramatic. I have seen the movie, it's been a while. I also think it's probably one of the most quoted space movies, at least here in America. And I just, I think it's like a space setting movie. It's based on true story. So I've also... <laughs> Sorry for the theme that keeps coming up. Like, oh, I like movies that are based on a true story, you know, based on the actual Apollo 13 mission. So that alone is is good. But I got to go to one of the places where they film the movie. So that's also really cool. When we think of the movie, I'm like, oh, I got to be in one of the rooms where they film the movie. It's so fun. But I think I think it is a good movie, especially because you know, based on true story, piece of history, and uh, I, a a good movie. You know, there's so many space movies out there and obviously our technology gets better and stuff, but I think it's still, it still has a, that good classic space feel. So I like it. Yeah. I think it's pretty timeless as, as well. You know, as I was watching Trevor, this is pretty timeless. I mean, you can watch this at any time and be, and really enjoy it. And, you know, it's got all the things that you need and an amazing lineup, you know, with, um, I think is it Ed Harris was the one in the space command on earth. I think it was Ed Harris. Um, and, and around that time, he just did all those kinds of roles where he was a leader of some sort. And it was really good to see him again because I haven't seen him for a while. But, uh, but yeah, I think I think it's timeless. And for that, it deserves to be on the top eight, I think. If you did a top eight space films of all time, which I'm sure hopefully someone's going to send me, send it, guys, on Instagram. Send it over. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's going to be in there. Mm -hmm. So look forward to seeing it again soon. Okay, in sixth place is Captain Phillips, rated 7.8 and opened in 2013, directed by Paul Greengrass, 
also featuring uh, Barkhad Abdi and Catherine Keener. This is a true story. Well, hey, another one for uh, Jess. True story. We see Hanks play Captain Richard Phillips and in, in the 2009 hijacking of his ship by a group of Somali pirates, which became the first American cargo ship to be hijacked in over 200 years. Disturbing story, well acted by all, including Tom. Thank you, Dad, for that. Uh, very true. So I watched this trailer and I forgot how absolutely amazing this film was. And it was so tense and, oh my God, and you're just so invested. It feels like you're on the, the ship with them. And uh, Barkhad Ab Abdi was insanely amazing in this film um, as the lead pirate. And there's some quotable lines in this too. People at work, as soon as I said it, they were like doing the line, you know, you listen to me, I'm the captain now. Oh my God, it's giving me tingles. Um, so what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> So this is one I have not seen all the way through. I've seen like bits and pieces here and there, but again, yeah, based on true story, I was like, oh, I really got to see this one all the way through. And I just, Tom Hanks has played some very different roles and even his accent. I'm like, no, good job, man. Good job. <laughs> so I, um, I've always heard nothing but great things and the scenes that I have seen in the movie I thought are great so I think this is one I really need to actually sit down and watch from start to finish get the full experience but definitely definitely a good watch yeah yeah you certainly should because like I said for me it's intensity that's the word that comes up it's so intense but you just you're really rooting for that crew and and for the captain himself come on and I think because it's all just set on that one location you just like I don't know just it sucks you in and the trailer isn't met. The trailer is so good. The way they created it, so, so good. So I encourage anybody to see that if they haven't, because it's amazing. Right, in fifth place, this won't be the last time we see this film on the list. It's in the next episode, no spoilers. Yeah, so fifth place is Castaway, rated 7.8, and it opened in the year 2000, directed by Robert Simicus. And it also stars Helen Hunt and Paul Sanchez. Uh, a FedEx executive, played by Hanks, undergoes a physical and emotional transformation after an unexpected plane crash landing on a desert island. Losing all his plane passengers, he has to survive. Luckily, several packages wash up on shore. Will these help him survive before possible rescue? That's a great finishing line. Um, so yeah, I rewatched the trailer. Obviously, I think most people have seen Castaway. I'd be unusual if you haven't. He was amazing in it. I completely forgot about all the FedEx stuff and like his stuff before he went over and how all of this might influence how he would survive, um, being on the clock and, and having to be on it and being in control and in charge. So I forgot that element of it. But um, it's a classic, and I think it will be on many, many lists to come. And... Um, yeah, but it's not, so, yeah, I love it, but I'm not sure if I'd watch it again. I just want to remember it for being the amazing thing it was, but maybe I should watch it. Maybe I will. We'll see. What are your thoughts? I I think it would be hard pressed to find someone who has not seen this movie, and I have actually seen it many of times. Uh, this is one of those kind of classic, almost feel-goods, like when it comes on the movie, you're like, oh, like I want to watch it because he's alone, and I got to root for him. You know? I just... I, yeah, I think it's such a it's such a unique story, and one that everybody knows Wilson. So uh, definitely a good one. I would have been 
completely shocked if this was not on his top eight list that that one would have blown my mind if it was not so yeah so true and um you know i've never known a film to make me feel empathy and emotion to a leather a round leather ball before but i you know i care about wilson too so any film that pulls that off it shows the power of connection isn't it you just need to be connected to some things when you're all alone like that so they made me feel for an animate object so well done everyone Right, in fourth place is Catch Me If You Can, rated 8.1, and it opened in 2002, directed by Steven Spielberg, and also stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Amy Adams, and Martin Sheen. Very 21, Frank, played by DiCaprio, is a very skilled forger who has passed falsely as a doctor, lawyer, and pilot. The FBI agent Carl becomes obsessed with tracking him down, the con man who only reveals in his pursuit. Uh, this is an action pack flick. Um, I think, have we had this in the previous episode? I'm recognizing that description. I think we have. Um, so we'll just recap. I rewatched the trailer actually, so I didn't do it the first time, but I did this time. And I thought, God, yeah, it was really cool. It was fun. It was stylish. It was well paced. Really good chemistry between the two of them. And it, it is actually all trailers I've seen. I was like, I want to watch it again because that was really cool. And that's a testament to, to it in itself. And I'm glad that it's got so high up. So um, just just reiterate your your opinion from previous times on this one yeah i think that the catch me if you can it's based on a true story and it's so it's so fun it's just such a fun movie and how they build everything up and the story keeps going and he continues to chase them and also one thing i probably didn't say this before it has a good ending i'm i'm one that i don't like to be left wondering i like stories to be ended <laughs> so whether it's a continuation the story doesn't end and it continues through multiple movies or it ends this movie has a good ending so i like that about it too yeah so true because films these days yeah we want to leave we all leave them hanging and we feel like them creating their own ending will make them feel invested when the film ends no no just wrap it up Either way, even if it's a terrible ending, yeah. I'd rather have a terrible ending I feel gypped. than you not do anything. Yeah. So uh, at least that way I can have some sort of opinion <laughs> on it. So um, yes. I, I get what they're trying to do, but no thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I, it's, I, a, yeah. <laughs> it's a great movie, everybody. So if you haven't seen it already, then I suggest you do so. Okay, next up in third place, we're going to see this a lot on people's lists. It is The Green Mile. Rated 8.6 and opened in 1999. Director Frank Darabont. Alongside Hanks is James Cromwell and David Morse. Here's the storyline. A tale set on death row in, seven, in a southern jail in USA, where a gentle giant of a man, John, possesses the mysterious powers to heal people's ailments. So when lead guard Paul, played by Hanks, recognises and believes in John's gift, he tries to help stave off the condemned man's execution. Now, many people have said to me at work, oh my God, I love that. It's in there list. So there has to be a reason for that. I think of its time, it was just an amazing, beautifully told story. It was very sad. You're going to be crying. You're going to be hopeful. You're going to put, oh, humans, the human spirit, um, trust and belief and honoring all qualities of people. I think everyone in it, the performance is just unreal across the board. And um, it's a great movie. This, this is probably where you're going to say, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, <clears throat> I haven't seen it all the way through. <laughs> but I'll say this, I have seen the whole Tom. story. 
It's just when I watch it a lot of the time. So I feel like I have to give some backstory on this so people aren't so judgy. <laughs> I'm just expecting judgment here. My husband is, it is an thing. He'll like, every time he plays a movie, it'll be in the middle of the movie. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We need to, like, I need to catch the beginning. I need to catch the beginning. So eventually after years of this, I couldn't take it anymore. And I said, no more. If we're going to watch a movie, it has to be the start. I'm not picking up a movie 30 minutes in anymore. So that's what happened with the green mile is a lot of times I would miss like the first 15 to 30 minutes of the movie. And I'm like, I've only seen the beginning of the movie like two times. So there's my little rant and explanation as to why I end up like catching bits and pieces of movies. <laughs> so I've seen it all the way through, just not in one setting. And it is such a good, like you said, that, that like human side of that, you just feel for him. And so many people, if you were to tell somebody, oh, I haven't seen The Green Mile, there's probably some judgment because they're like, oh my goodness, that's like a top movie for many people, just how good of a movie it is. And I, I'm glad it is not based on a true story. <laughs> it's based on some, or inspired by some historical events or something along those lines, but not actually based on a true story because gosh, that would make it even more sad. But good movie, haven't seen it. You definitely got to watch it. Yeah, certainly. And even with like the sort of, the powers supposed how powers he has to heal and stuff people might go oh no that's a bit oh you know why why do they put that in it's a bit woo or whatever i think it adds to the sort of the beauty of the film it adds a sort of beautiful kind of fantasy vibe to it which i think doesn't hinder it at all if anything it just makes you feel more for characters also talking about like when the movie came out we've talked about this a few times the power of when the movie came out and when the time of the movie is set is how many people were living with just these i can't like i can't even like wrap my head around it like being racist to the point of just wrongfully accusing someone just because they're darker or they don't look like you like it just blows my mind as a human being i cannot i can't understand that mindset so i think that also plays in the movie too is that when the movie came out and the, the, the setting, the time setting of the movie itself. So I think that kind of bit of that mystical is just showing like how innocent this guy was and how loving and just how much of a, a good soul he was. It really helps play that up even more. Yeah, such a good point. I think what we've noticed here today, because a lot of these films are from the 90s, aren't they? There's a few early naughty ones, but clearly it was a very politically charged time in the movie industry, it seemed. They were trying to tell the right kind of stories. So I'm, I'm really proud, actually, of that era because it was when I was, you know, when I was a teenager. So it feels really cool that I lived in that time where they were really trying to make change in, in film. So um, this was certainly one of them. I think that's amazing. That's a good point I didn't even I didn't even think about until you said that. And I'm looking at the list like, oh, yeah, a lot of those are classic movies with very, very touching stories. Yeah. Yeah, certainly is. Absolutely amazing. Um, sorry, guys, my voice is a bit weird today, if you're listening. I've, I had sort of, I think it was COVID, I'm not sure, last week. We couldn't record, and my voice is still a bit weird, and I'm a bit coffee. So, sorry, everyone. Okay, in second place, speaking of films that are going to be on about 10,000 lists to come, it is A Saving Private Ryan, rated 8.6, opened in 1998. Direct there, Steven Spielberg. Alongside Hanks is Matt Damon and Tom Sizemore. There's hundreds more people than that. Um, not listed here, so big up to all of them. So if you didn't know the storyline already, which should be very surprising, we're following the Normandy landings in the Second World War. A group of US soldiers go behind enemy lines to retrieve a paratrooper whose brother has been killed in action. Saving Private Ryan, Matt Damon, is a dangerous mission 
but dramatically and beautifully delivered by Spielberg. Thank you, Dad, for that. Um, very well said. And that's it. It's going to be on people, hundreds of people's lists. I don't want to talk about it too long because we're going to be having to talk about it every other episode. Uh, but uh, yeah, the beach scene will go down in history as one of the most epic war-based scenes of all time of its time. It's the first time we've seen anything like it, and now war films just do it like it's like it's nothing. And I think it deserves a bit of respect for the cinematic experience that it gave for everybody watching. But um, everybody in it was great. Tom Hanks was brilliant in his role. So your thoughts on Saving Private Ryan? I've definitely seen this all the way through, and I have seen it all the way through in one setting. <laughs> I I think it's great. And it is. I, I think you're right. I think it's definitely top eight war movies for sure. And I love that it really showcases the sole survivor policy, which is real. So I think that's great, too, is being able to see this play out. Now, it's not proven that it's a true story specifically about, you know, Private Ryan, but the fact that that did happen and being able to continue to grow families and keep the bloodlines going. I think that was a a very unique policy, if you even think about it. Like somebody had to think of that. Somebody had to think that, hey, this is important that you can't have all the sons go off to war and then the family line dies off. So, and again, an interesting way to be able to showcase a policy in a real part in our history and time through cinema. So good movie, definitely liked it. We'll watch again. Certainly, and it's touching more on the political side of everything. So this is probably the top eight political <laughs> films of all time. Um, so <laughs> yeah. that's pretty, really cool. Okay, so here we go. Let's let everybody just take a moment to think, what could it be? It's so obvious. And at work, I say to everybody at work when I test them on this, it's so obvious. And they're like, oh, God, of course. It's Forrest Gump, rated 8.8. .8, very high rating, fair play. Opened in 1994. Uh, Tom is alongside Robin Wright and Sally Field. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis. He's casted Hanks a few times now, so it's obviously a, a nice relationship there. Forrest Gump, played by Hanks, is a simple man. Oh, I hate the fact that I put that. God, this is not age well. With a low IQ, but good intentions. He ran through, through his childhood with his best and only friend, Jenny. Gump joins the army for service in Vietnam and eventually captains a shrimp boat. But in life, anywhere Forrest goes, he inspires people with his childlike optimism. However, the one person he cares about may be difficult to save is his childhood sweetheart, a very troubled Jenny. Now, yeah, everyone at work was like, oh, God, it's tricky, isn't it? Because this isn't aged well and you couldn't make this now. But it was then and we can't judge then on now. It was just then. So just let them be there, be, be at peace with it because it's just it's them. But if we just remove that for a second, you know, Hanks is amazing in it. It's a beautiful film about a human being and it's very moving and it gives us all hope that we can just be our true selves and that's enough. And I think that is the message we take from this rather than the character he's playing. Um, and I think the message is very beautiful. So um, it will always go down in history, I think, one of, the great, one of the great films that's been made. So I think we should just give it love and just know it was 1994. What's your thoughts? I think it's such a great movie. I think it if you find somebody who hasn't seen it, might be hard pressed because of just yeah, the beautiful story and look at how it's such a it's such a great amazing lesson. And like the behavioral health side of things, right? Is just how this guy was always looking for the light. 
no matter what the circumstances were thrown his way, no matter what people said about him. And I feel like I see that a lot, almost in my own life, where no matter what people say about my husband and his condition, it's always looking for the light, right? Other people can question you. Other people can doubt you. But if you believe in yourself, look at how much he was able to accomplish, how much he was able to change in his lifetime. And even though this is fictional, it's still, it's such a great story. And you know, there's so much humor in it because of all the little things that it shows that he actually impacted. There's a scene that I, I keep thinking of where he's running and they he wipes, someone gives him a t-shirt and he wipes his face on the t-shirt and then that's the, the smiley face that was so popular like in the, the 90s. It's like, oh, that's how the very popular smiley face came about. So it's just, it's cute how it ties in all these pop culture references too and how he impacted them. So really great movie. If you haven't seen it, why not? <laughs> yeah, certainly. Thanks so much. And I think, I think you're right. I think it's it's worth watching at any time and just seeing it as the the person driven, how amazing it is to be human, what we all have to offer. I just think it's a it's a beautiful list. I think there's so many beautiful stories in there, and it's it's some of it's told in 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 hard ways to explain, but. I think they all deliver in the end. So I just think, you know, we've done some amazing lists so far. This is particularly good, I think. It's particularly good. Um, and he, he, Tom shows his ability to play so many different kinds of roles. Um, and I, th I find that he kind of keeps the same voice. So I'm going to let, let, let that go. He doesn't often change his accent. But generally, the roles he plays are so varied and so different. And that's a, that's a sign of a true great. So, you know, much love for that. So yeah, well done, Tom. Congratulations. Um, I think I might have some, do I have an honorary list? I don't do. think I do. Yeah. Sometimes I'll have like a list. Oh yeah, I do. So here's just a list of films that didn't make it. Um, we're not going to talk about them in detail. I'm just going to list them. So they didn't quite make it. So they're between like 7.3 and 7.7. .7. So we've got Road to Perdition, Saving Mr. Banks, A Man Called Otto, Cloud Atlas, Sully, The Terminal. And he was actually in Elvis last year. Um, which people, some people don't didn't realise he was in that, but cause it's all obviously about the lead. But, and that's not even half the films he's done. Um, but I just want to give them all a bit of love because they did rate over seven. So it's a uh, yeah, it's amazing. So yeah, well done, Tom. Cool, everyone. So to wrap up the show, let's check out a few cheeky polls before we leave. Uh, so we've got, in people's opinion, the greatest musical of all time. Now, to be clear, there is no Disney. There's no animation films in this. This is this is just like normal human beings in a film singing. That's going to be really clear. And I couldn't. I could only pick four, so I picked four that had the sort of kind of highest IMDb action going on, stuff like that. So it was Bohemian Rhapsody, La La Land, Les Mis, and The Greatest Showman. Now, everyone, this was the first ever poll where we had an utter complete landslide for one absolute destruction of all others. And I'm sure it's not going to be difficult to know which one that is. So in joint second, all three of them in second place, with 11% is Bohemian Rhapsody, La La Land, and Les Mis, meaning that The Greatest Showman got a rating of 67%. I think it was something like seven votes. Yeah, seven votes is what it got, I just think. Wowzers, clearly it's as popular as we thought it was. And that's why we hear all of the songs on the radio every day, forever. Um, I loved, I pretty much love all four of those films. So I'm happy. The Greatest Showman is particularly good and it deserves it. So what are your thoughts? 
I same. I love them all, but hands down, Greatest Showman. I have some of the songs from the soundtrack on my my favorite mood playlist. So I was like, oh, hands down, got to go with that one. I'm a huge movie soundtrack person too. So that was really, I mean, the story was great too, but the soundtrack is just phenomenal. And there's a lot of fun trivia about the, the soundtrack even. So good stuff. Yeah, definitely. So I want to give it a bit big love for that. And there will be a, a top eight musicals of all time based on gross. So I've written all that up ready. I can't remember which episode it is. It's a little while away, so it's a bit of time to wait. But um, it's such a good list, honestly, the eight. Well, minus two of them. But hey, cup of tea. This is a positive show. The two of them are like, mm. but we'll let those two go because the rest are fantastic. All right. So our next poll is the most kick-ass roles um, played by a woman. So kind of like the most kick-ass woman, but more like because of the role they played rather than the actress themselves, though the actresses are also kick-ass. I'm sure you can get what I'm saying. It's like the combination of who they are and the role they play. So we had Uma Thurman in Kill Bill 1 and 2, Scott Johansson as Black Widow, Helen Mirren in Red 1 and 2, and she was also awesomely kick-ass in Hobbs and Shaw, uh, one of the Fast and Furious films. So she did turn up again with the same role. And then uh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, I can never get a second name right, the epic Wonder Woman and all the DC films she was in. So in joint third, we had Helen Mirren and Scarlett Johansson, both with 13%. Uh, Wonder Woman got 24%, which means very coolly, Uma Thurman and Kill Bill got 50%. And because she she was so epic then, and we haven't seen as much of her over the years, but at the time, oh my God, like what an amazing role for a woman to be cast in that way. And I think it's since then it changed the game and i think look all the other women that have followed her i think it's thanks to kill pretty much so um big love to that so you seem very excited jess about this news i definitely i i love the wonder woman movie and i the red movies yes great too but i just if you have seen the killbo movies I mean the, the big scene that gets me and it brings me back to something i say all the time is like you're stronger than you think you are right she low crawls to get in that truck and she lays there like move your big toe like she refuses to accept defeat move your big toe and i'm like that alone that scene alone i'm just like yeah get it move that big toe so it's <laughs> that's just um i love it it shows it shows her strength in so many different ways throughout the movie not just like physical strength you know or emotional it's just so many different levels of strength that it shows that movie so i think that's great i'm happy that she won <laughs> Yeah, I am too. Like I said, it was part. Of, it's it's kind of it's kind of like cool. That it's on this episode because this episode's all been about like the movie industry making a change and doing the right thing and delivering the right messages. So it seems really fitting that that first proper kick-ass kick-ass chick role was created, and ever since we've just seen a big rise in it. So thank you um, to Kill Bill for that. Really, really cool. Amazing guys. So thank you very much. That is episode nine all wrapped up. Our next episode is actually kind of like an anniversary episode in many ways. So every 10 episodes, we'll have a, a big party, a big celebration when me and Jess uh, share one of our top eights, which we certainly will be doing in the next one. So I just want to thank you, everybody at, everybody at work, where I work. Everyone's really embraced this podcast. They're, they've been listening and getting involved in the polls every day and let me test out these lists on them. And just big, big up to everybody at Sainsbury's. Thank you so much, everyone. And thank you to all of these sort of people that start following and listening. And I hope you're getting value. Um, we absolutely love doing it and it's early days, but um, I'm hoping this is just nice listening in the car or at work or whatever you're doing, even at the gym. 
and we will keep delivering. And, you know, you can keep listening and subscribe and like and all that. Then we can make more episodes and then more people can have a good time. And uh, yeah, we'll be so, so grateful for that. So thank you, Jess. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And we will see you for our celebrationary episode 10. Send us your top eight list today to top underscore eight underscore media on Instagram today. If you find it too hard to create your top eight of all time, then why not a top eight from a certain actor, actress, genre, or director? You can even make it more niche. For example, the top eight films set in space. Your list could inspire. So join the top eight media contributors today. Thank you for listening and we will see you next week.